Welcome to the Repertory Podcast with your host, Karen Allen, where each episode takes you from case scenario to words, from words to rubrics, from rubrics to rep set, from repertorization to remedies, from differential to outcome, all in about 25 minutes. It's fun, it's quick, it's never the same. Grab your repertory, a pen and paper to take some notes, and buckle up. Our client is a 41-year-old gal who has been part of a homeopathic study group for two years. So she's pretty good, actually, with self-care. So she calls me and says, I am in a mess and I really need help. And that's rare for her. It's not like her to call me in kind of a panicky way. She says, we went to a family wedding. There were people from all over the U.S. who came. There were people from outside the U.S. who came and from several different countries. And we were all together for three days. On the day that I flew back home, I started not feeling well. Like, I wonder if I'm getting sick. That night, I began to run a fever. And when I woke up the next morning, I took an at-home COVID test, which was positive. And the fever got hotter and hotter through the day. So by the time it got up to 103, I thought, I don't like this. And I took some belladonna. After I took the belladonna, the fever dropped. I went to sleep for a long time, four, five, six hours. And when I woke up, I had this really bad cough. It's a very spasmodic cough. And it comes in clusters of... says it starts with a tickle right in the middle of my throat here, not down here in the throat pit, not in the back of my throat here, not in the chest. It's right here, mid-throat. And it tickles there like, like if you got a crumb caught in your throat or, or a little pepper, you breathed in pepper or something. And it's an intense cough. Uh, she describes it as spasmodic. It feels like her whole body is just spasming as she's coughing. Since I got up this morning, I am not my normal self. I cannot think. She said, I made coffee. I put the coffee grounds in the fridge instead of in the trash. And then I poured my coffee down the drain instead of putting a pan in the sink, which I had wanted to do and realized that I had just totally screwed that up. She said, I just am not, my brain is not operating normally at all. As we talk, she has trouble answering things that would normally be simple for her. She says there are four things that happen when she goes into one of these coughing jags. The first one is that her chest feels super tight. The next thing is that as she coughs, as she goes into this spasm of coughing, her heart starts to beat really, really fast, which scares her. And then the more she coughs, she starts to get this pounding inside her head. Each cough, it's going pound, pound, pound. And then by the time she's getting toward the end of one of these coughing jags, her skin on her whole body goes numb. I review all these symptoms. You've got a cough. It starts with a tickle here. When it's, and it comes in spasms. And 
when you have this, your chest gets tight, your heart beats fast, your head pounds, and your skin goes numb. And you know you're not thinking normally. Is all that right? She says, yep, that's all true. And I say, is there anything else? She said, you know how the remedy chamomile is oversensitive to pain? Like a little bit of pain in some other remedy state is a lot of pain in chamomilla. I feel upset about these symptoms in a way that is way out of proportion to these symptoms. Like when I was coughing last night, I was thinking I should go to the ER. It's a weird feeling. It's like my discomfort or sense of disruption about this is way more than what the symptoms would call for. And she said, I've never felt this way before when I've been sick. And it's very clear and very strange. So that's our case. Got it? Are we ready? You want to dive into the repertory? Where are we going to start for this client? Cough, definitely. So can we find something about, oh, and Anna says mind confusion. Yes, let's do that. And what she said actually was, it's like when you're trying to think through things, but you're you're drugged like you had anesthesia or uh, you are drunk or you where you just can't quite get it together. That's what it feels like. So let's use this mind confusion intoxicated as if this was the rubric that I used for her. Good. Gina says cough spasmodic. Let's take a look at that. What I've got in my repertory is cough, in the cough section, convulsive, spasmodic. So I think this will get us there. Good, Gina. Uh, Anna says, what about cough paroxysmal? Um, because she does have paroxysms of coughing. I think that's, that's a totally reasonable thing. So can we find something about the tightness of the chest, chest constriction, yep, chest constriction, tightness. Okay, now she's got this cough that is coming. She says it feels like there's something in her throat. Gina says chest constriction has 349 things. Would it be better to find something more precise? That's a great question. And I probably wouldn't look for something more detailed about that until I saw what the whole repertorization brought up. Okay, so for right now, we wanna cast a broad net. That's a great rubric, Gina. Uh, Kristen says cough tickling from the larynx. That's good. The, the one that I actually used was a cough. She said that, that it felt dry and dusty in her throat, which was kind of a weird description. So I used cough dryness of air passages from the larynx. Okay, 
but we can also do cough tickling larynx in and we can add those together, okay? Now, as you look at this, we've got our A to Z complaints, all of our features of cough. And then if we go into the subrubrics for tickling, we go into the usual structure of the repertory with time first. And then here at air, we start with our A to Z thing. Doodly, doodly, do. And then we get down here into locations where we've gone A to W walking. These are our modalities. And then down here, we start into the specific locations, bronchia, bifurcation, chest, epigastrium. And so we're gonna go larynx from tickling in. And then let's add those two things together. Now, she also said that her heart beats really fast when she's coughing. So where would we find a rubric for her heart beating fast? So what, are, what rubric are we gonna look for? How is this titled in the repertory? The client says, my heart is beating fast. And Gina says, palpitation of heart. Palpitation of heart, which is a nice, good size rubric. And she's pointed out that we have a subrubric, cough during, which has 18 remedies in it. So we can grab that thing and set it aside so that we can look at it later if we wanna, but I think it might narrow what we're trying to do a little bit too much, okay? So we're just gonna go with palpitations. Okay, what else did she say happens when she coughs? And she said there were two other things that happened when she coughed. Do you remember what they were? Yeah, Mateen, you're right on it. She feels upset. She feels disturbed out of proportion. What word might we use best for that? Thank you, Rena says head pounding. So do you have that rubric? Head hammering, what I used is this one. Head pulsating, beating, throbbing. I always look for pounding because people use that word all the time, don't they? And this is, I think, the closest we're gonna get. So we get the pulsation, beating, throbbing. Okay, good, 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 good. What was the other thing that she said happens to her? Christina says, didn't she have chest constriction only when she had the cough? Yes, that is true. And so that uh, a rubric of chest constriction during cough would be the most accurate, but already part of the, the calculus of the repertory is that the episodic cough is already present. So the remedies that line up between that and the constriction and the other things are gonna come to the fore. Skin goes numb, that's right. Yes, and the heightened fear and confusion. Mateen, you're doing a great job of hanging on with that. How will we describe that? Let's go to the mind section. How do we describe this elevated sense of upset? Uh, Mateen says, is it fear of death? Mm, she didn't mention it in that way. 
uh, mind anxiety cough during. That's a possibility. How many remedies are in there? Oversensitive? 18. Yeah, I think it might be a little too small. The rubric that I used for when people say I feel out of proportion, upset, disturbed, disordered, is anguish. And so I, you know, we could use anxiety, but she did not talk about being fearful. She talked about feeling out of proportion disturbed. Okay, now we gotta find the one for skin. Her skin goes numb when she coughs. Skin numb, great, Anna. Skin numbness, here we go. There's a larger, more general rubric for this. Have you guys used this? Skin anesthesia. And it's double the size of numbness. And so it's a more complete thing that will give us a better catch. I just want to point out uh, that these symptoms in this pattern, confusion of mind and things that have to do with oxygenation, the palpation of the heart, the numbness, you know how when you get hyperventilated, your skin goes numb? These are all characteristic of the carbons. Have any of you guys read Roger Morrison's enormous and amazingly detailed book on the carbons? Right away, this gives you some ideas. So as we look at it, we won't be surprised if carbo-veg comes up. If carb sulf comes up, which is so now here we see belladonna, which was exactly what she took at the beginning, which helped with the fever. She had taken it again. It didn't help at all with the cough. And then aconite, that shouldn't come up as a surprise. Lycopodium, I didn't expect to see that. Nux vomica. There were some folks who were saying that they were seeing Nux vomica as a specific for COVID early on in the epidemic. Richard Pitcairn said that this was what he was given to everybody. Arsenicum given to lots of people, rust tox. Hyoceamus is actually a huge cough remedy. It's in all the differentials, but it's never one that comes to mind. Digitalis, given what's going on with her heart, you can imagine how that got in here. Coculus, okay, with the confused mind, we can see that, phosphorus. And now here we get into the carbons, carboveg, carbonium sulfuratum. And here we see carbonium oxygenosatum. When I saw this come up, first of all, it's not a very big remedy and it's underutilized in our practices in general. This is carbon monoxide. And the proving of it was done back in Clark and Borkey's time, late 1800s. And um, it is, it's sort of a sleeper remedy that is always, you know, 50, 60, 70 remedies down the chart. So to have it come up here like this was a little bit unusual. And I don't know if you guys are familiar with this, but Andre Sane put out a paper saying that he believed that carbonium oxygenatum was the most specific remedy 
for this latest variant of COVID when we had the Delta version of it going around last year. This client had attended a class that I had done uh, where I talked about timulene and carbonium oxygenatum and arsenicum and bryonia. And I had done a class for some clients about what do you want to have on hand in case COVID comes and visits your house? So she actually had this on hand which was great because it's not that common a remedy. And she had 30C. I asked her to put it in water and sip on it through the day and call me the next day. She called the next morning and she said, I feel 98.2% better. And the 1.8% that's left is that there's just this tiny tickle that's still here. But she said, I think after an hour, all the coughing stopped and I, it, she said, it's the weirdest thing where you sort of come out of a state and you look back and you go, yeah, that was really weird. That was really altered. That was very strange. Now, does this mean that if we had given her carb sulf, it wouldn't have worked? I don't know. They're pretty similar in a lot of ways. Or carbo veg, it could have worked. Or aconite, it could have worked. I mean, we just don't know, right? So um, this is a great remedy to have on hand. Right, if the client, that's a great question. Natasha says, well, what if they didn't have carbonium oxygenatum? What would have been the runner up? I think I would have asked her to take carb sulf. But that, that confusion of mind as if intoxicated, this is what Roger Morrison talks about again and again. And if you ever hear him talk about when he was working on that book, he would go into a carbonium state while he was working on that book. And he would find it so hard to think that he'd have to stop and go do something else. Uh, Anna says, carbonium oxygenosodum, is that the correct name? It depends on, there are some of these remedies that have multiple different names in the repertory or in uh, the Materia Medica. And I think Clark lists it as carbonium oxygenatum. So, Gina, can you put the name of uh, Roger Morrison's carbon book? I think it might just be called Carbons. If you just Google this Roger Morrison Carbons book, it'll come up for you, Christina. It is wonderful to spend my time with other people who love the repertory or at least have a love-hate relationship with it. People who are studying it and learning, you guys all inspire me. And I'm looking forward to seeing you again next week. All right, take care. Bye-bye. Thanks for investing your time and effort into learning and using the repertory. You're invited to join us live at Monday Midday Repertory as we create these podcast episodes. Learn more about how to use the repertory with me, Karen Allen, author of the repertory tutorial and workbook, which is now an e-course at www.trinityhealthhub.com. Com. See you next time with another repertory case.